Masters. Okay, we have the recording going. I'm going to mute the lines. Conference muted. All right, we are live and ready to go. We are at um, 9.31 approximately Eastern Time, or for Puck, driving down Rodela Drive, 6.31. (laughs) So... Um, Puck just shared with us that he's driving down to Rodeo Drive, and I mentioned what a what a tough life. So um, we'll we'll get going here with the call. We always start with some with some recognition and some housekeeping items. Um, before we give some recognition, just uh, I know one piece of housekeeping that I wanted to mention to everybody on the call to pass down to your teams. For those of you who who have not seen it, the Team Beachbody Cup is forming right now. Teams. If you have not been involved with the Team Beachbody Cup, I highly encourage you to take advantage of that. It's a great way to team up with four other people, um, build your business in a fun way, build up, rack up some points, and get some prizes. I know both times that I've participated, in particular the first time I finished, I think we were number 12 of all the teams. I uh, got some nice prizes, got some nice bling. And the winning team this time around, Jason and, and Mike, is going to be able to be on set for what I didn't even realize was going to happen, a brand-new program from Tony Horton coming out. So it's one of the top prizes is to be on set. So Team Beachbody Cup, you can gather all the information that you need from that in the back office, up up in the coaching break news. You have until the end of the month to form your team, and the cup starts on the 1st. And I know as a hockey player, Jason, you you love to hoist that cup, wouldn't you? I'd love to put my hands on it, yes, sir. Yep, yep. So that's going to that's gonna happen here March 1st. I'm kind of surprised they're doing it earlier this year, Jason. They usually done it right after Summit and had you register at Summit, but they're going to actually before Summit this time. So that must mean they got some new cool things coming for us after Las Vegas. So the Team Beachbody Cup. Um, for those of you who have not seen it yet uh, as well, Beachbody came out with a brand-new video promoting Shakeology. I think it's the best video they've come out with so far for Shakeology, and it involves Tony Horton. I call it, I kind of call it the um, – what's that insurance with Flo? Which one is that, Mike and Jason? Oh, it's just like the um, progressive. Yeah, the progressive auto insurance commercials. It's great. It's a generic uh, grocery store, Tony Horton checking people out, buying health food. It's, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but look that up. It's on YouTube under Beachbody Video. Uh, Carl Deichler's mission, if you haven't saw him post it, he wants to get one million hits on that video, and we're already in the second day up to almost 110,000 hits, Jason. So, wow. Yeah, that video is going viral, and it's actually very funny for those of you that – um, if you don't know this, you're living under a rock, but Tony Horton's a pretty funny guy outside of the, the workouts, and he's definitely showing his comedic side in there. So, uh, Those are the housekeeping items I got. Anything you can think of, Jason? Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony is a SAG uh, actor, you know, like the Screen Actors Guild, so he's unionized, and um, the person who's checking out is Carrie Dumbro, who's the voice of all the Shakeology, so it's just a really neat, fun video, yeah. Everybody needs to check that out. Yep, check it out. But more importantly, guys, share that thing. You know, share it on your walls. Share it in your groups. Encourage your teams to do that. That video is um, causing a lot of people on my team and the down, downstream teams to get interest in Shakeology, to get questions, to have people ask them to send samples. That video is put out there not just to make us laugh. That video is put out there as a business tool for you guys. So uh, definitely take advantage of, of that and use it for your, for your, uh, for your teams. Um, I can't think of any other housekeeping items that I had um, this week. Anything the you guys have? I think thing, you joined um, us. Oh, Jeffrey, if the only other thing I have is that the registration is going to be available soon for Summit. If we could just keep our oh. eyes open for that, we should be able to get that launched either – tomorrow or this weekend at some point so we need to get everybody registered for the team meeting for our summit conference coming up which is going to be absolutely phenomenal so that'll be out coming in the next couple of days yes yes good point christina um christina is putting that together and 
Jason and I have already previewed the page, and it's um, going to be available to us and for you guys all to register. This is the pre-summit team meeting. It's the um, combined teams under Monica Ward, Christina Richardson, myself, Jason, Chris Reed, and so many other great leaders in this team are going to be coming together. Uh, if you guys were there last year and can imagine, the, you know, the I'm not sure how many people we had, a few hundred for our meeting um, a couple hundred, actually, for our meeting last year. Take that and probably times it by four or five, I think, for this year. So it's going to be an incredible meeting, and that invite will be up here for Christina in the next day or so, and we'll make sure we post it on all the pages for you guys to sign up going out to Summit. So look for that. Thank you, Christina. Okay. Um, I'm glad we got all representation of teams because we're going to provide some recognition uh, with the usual commentary here, guys, remember that Christina, Jason, and I can see so far, and unless, unless you don't report it on the page, which I don't see any rank advancements reported today, um, we don't see much past uh, a few levels, four or five levels. So we're going to ask you guys to please speak up if you had any rank advancements. We don't mean to miss anybody, but we can't see all the way down. Um, I know I had a brand-new emerald that I wanted to welcome, a personally sponsored emerald, Jason Stevens went Emerald today. Um, he's been a coach for me for just a few weeks, and he's already getting um, quite a few customers, and he went Emerald today. So it's really nice to see somebody um, on my strong side of my business actually starting to, you know, bring, bring those ranks up. So congratulations, Jason Stevens, if you're listening. Um, Christina, you have anybody from TLS? I actually have a brand new emerald as well. Chris Jordan, who is sponsored by Mandy Duke, went emerald today. So congratulations to Chris. And then our famous Lindsay Wise has stepped up again into four-star qualifying. I'm not even sure she made it through three-star qualifying all the way through before now she is in four-star qualifying. So congratulations to Lindsay. She's just continuing to grow and move and uh build great things with two brand new babies at home. Nothing is stopping that girl. So congratulations, Lindsay. All right. Congrats. I saw that, that post today. She tagged everybody and it was a, that's a great, that's great news to see more leaders coming up. We're going to have a new five star here pretty soon, Christina, with this in the wall. Yeah. Exciting. All right. Pop, you got anybody from the union? No, I didn't notice any today. Um, I'll have to double check. Maybe catch some people next week. Um, okay. But just, yeah, a word on Lindsay there. Uh, if you can stack your qualifications together, like it sounds like she's doing, uh, that works really well because um, you, you don't ha you don't have to take this time off in between and wait six weeks. And you did it um, perfectly. You know, you get a new pin every week um, after six weeks of qualification. So congratulations to her. That's awesome. Yeah, that is a great, great point. For those of you on the call who are at a diamond rank and getting ready to hit your stars, keep in mind that when you go from diamond to one star and above, there is a six-week holding pattern that you have to go through with Beachbody. It's called a qualification status. It's six weeks you have to wait before Beachbody officially recognizes you as a one star and above, whatever, whatever rank you're going to be. A lot of you on the calls are in your back office and you see your rank up there and then you see underneath it where it says my qualification status, where it says none. You probably wondered, what the hell does that mean? That's what that means. That part that says my qualification status and none basically means that is where when you hit one star, it's going to show that you're one star qualifying. So, Mike, you're on the call. You're going to speak tonight. You're going to be one star here very soon. That's good information for you to know. If you have two people hit um, diamond and they're like a week apart, you actually can get two for the price of one, meaning rather than waiting six weeks, it may just take you seven weeks actually to have a full two diamonds. So you can actually use, you can stack qualifications on top of each other. So, so does that go right to two-star diamond then, or how does that work? Yeah, you would, I mean, if you had two diamond coaches, you would in essence be um, two two-star diamond after only seven weeks versus like if they were to hit six weeks apart, you'd have to wait a full 12 weeks. But if they were kind of at the same time, you can, you can and actually if they were both on the same week, you could get two for the, the price of one, only six weeks. If you, you've done it perfectly. So just a little bit of um, veteran information, Christina, myself, and Jason. So, um, Okay, we're going to get started here. We're about 15 minutes into the call, and we had quite a few people join. We're up to 42 callers. 
And I want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, 42 callers on Valentine's night is actually a very good turnout um, for everybody and, and, and such. Uh, I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your Valentine's night schedule, or as I saw some people post on Facebook today, Singles Awareness Day. That cracked me up. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you guys for, for, for sharing that time with us tonight and, and putting off your spouse for just a, about a half hour, 45 minutes. Um, we have a guest speaker tonight. I know we as leaders have been talking about featuring some individuals on our teams that are up-and-comers, people that have um, not necessarily, you know, five, six, seven-star diamonds like some of us on the call, but people that are up-and-coming because those are who you guys are on the call. And uh, Mike Christian is a personally sponsored coach of mine. Mike and I have known each other for quite a while. He, he and I... Um, have worked one-on-one together at uh, AT&T when I was um, in that call center environment. And Mike is still in that call center environment, but he's li- living the Beachbody lifestyle, which is very soon going to afford him, like myself and Christine and Jason, the ability to, to leave that. And it's because of that relationship that, you know, I asked, or I asked Mike so long ago if he was interested in, in Beachbody, and he did take me up on it. I'm not going to go into his whole story. I'm going to let him share that a little bit with you. But um, Mike has been laser-focused since he really started to plug in. Uh, what was it, August, Mike? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's been laser-focused, and he's reached the, the rank of diamond, and he's uh, I got no doubts that he'll hit his goals of to be Star Diamond prior to to Summit. And um, Mike's got a great story. Something that Jason and I talked about on the side that we thought would be very interesting for people to share. It shows just going to show you guys a, a lot of what's possible, even when you think you know you're, you're you may not have an avenue in this business. You may not know what your niche is, or basically haven't you know you've been a coach for a while but haven't done nothing with it. So, Mike, if you don't mind, I mean, Jason and I will definitely ask some questions within. We're going to kind of keep it like a Q&A type session here so we can, we can, you know, bring out some things from the back of your mind that you're probably not thinking of. But we would love for you just to kick us off and tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got started with Beachbody, and when you decided to finally hit the go. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. You uh, started my story. I was going to start with uh, meeting you and everything. So Go for it. Keep going, man. Um, well, actually, first I just want to say I am honored that you guys asked me to speak. I'm definitely a little nervous about it. I know there's a lot of big leaders that plug into these calls, so just hoping that I can share, you know, something of value with you guys. Um, I'm also uh, dealing with a little bit of cold, so I apologize for that. I might have to put the phone down here or there. My nose is stuffed up. I can't breathe too good. And my daughter loves me so much for trying to get her to share stuff, but she shared her cold with me this week, so. And if I got a sneeze, I definitely got to put down the phone because it's kind of violent. And some people do those little cat sneezes. I do the, you know, my family always ducks and covers when I sneeze. So, <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I said my story. Start with uh, me and you or? Yeah, go for it, Mike. Just talk about how you got into Beachbody and, and what, you know, what, what your first few months looked like. Okay, well, yeah, I guess... Uh, well, first off, I remember back when, uh, like you were saying, we worked together in the call center, and uh, um, before you, I don't think you did uh, P90 even, you had left before you started P90, didn't you? I had, I had. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember you were a bigger guy when we worked together, um, and actually, the funny thing is, is I had done P90X before you ever did. Yep. I kind of screwed that one up, huh? <laughs> I probably should have ran with something then, and maybe could have signed you up, but... um. Yeah, I remember we worked together, um, and then I watched you, yeah, on Facebook and stuff like that after you had left with your Power 90, P90X journey, lost a ton of weight, got in a bunch of great shape, um, and we talked, I remember us talking one night, uh, me, you, and Jason, uh, about coaching, and I remember um, getting started with you, but I didn't want to build it, and I remember telling you, I have no plans on building this, you know, I'll be a discount coach, I was buying some Slimming formula, stuff like that for my wife. Um, yeah, I mean, I, just, I, didn't, I had no, you know, I had a bad taste in my mouth. I had looked at many other businesses out there, and um, I just didn't want anything to do with what I thought this was. 
Um, but I'd still dabble in it here and there. Like, I remember I'd call you once in a while and be like, hey, I got a family member who wants to buy P90X. And I think in three years I sold two P90Xs at my cost to a family or friend. So I'd kind of, like, stick my toe in the water and then run away. Yep, but, uh, yep. That's key what you just said, people. What Mike just said is he had, he'd been a coach for almost three years, right around three years. He, Mike was one of the very first coaches I signed. Yeah. I just didn't want to do anything. Like, I remember you would invite me to meetings and stuff like that. And, I mean, it's really – I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were serious about it. You lost a bunch of weight. You were excited about it. You see your passion and your drive into it. But, I mean, it just wasn't in my heart. I mean, that's all I can really say is it wasn't my heart. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I didn't want to engage in it. Um, I, I kind of felt like a bad friend sometimes by ignoring you on your calls and, and your, you know, wanting to – you know, get me to engage, but I just didn't want to, to build it. I didn't want anything to do with it, um, you know, except for here and there, give somebody a discount. Um, but I remember even at one point I was going to uh, give my spot up to somebody else who had found that wanted it, and I remember you met me at work to sign paperwork to give it up, and I just felt like I was giving up something horrible, like a gold mine or something, and I'm like, well, that's just stupid. So do you remember that? You remember when we were signing paperwork to let somebody else just take my spot out in the parking lot? That was last uh, that was last spring, and that's when you started to think about things. And then fast, fast forward to August here. What changed your mind? Well, um, it was actually June. What happened was this last June, um, I looked in the mirror, and I was 205 pounds. And I'm a small frame guy, so for me, that's a lot. You know, I'm really skinny boned, and um, at my heaviest throughout my life, I'd be at like 190, and I fluctuated and dealt with weight my whole life. And the highest was, like I said, 190. And when I looked in the mirror one day and got on the scale at 205 pounds, I was disgusted with myself. I didn't know what had happened. Um, and I've been, you know, working out at gyms off and on throughout my life, working out at home. But obviously I didn't have the right answer. We were, completely, you know, out to fast food left and right, take out Chinese or Mexican at least, you know, a couple times a week, me and my wife. And she's a good cook, so that didn't help. But I remember calling you. Or before I called you, I wrote down on my notepad on my iPhone a list of goals. Actually, I wanted to read those real quick because I just looked back on them the other day, and it's crazy. This was June 26th. It says, changes I want to make. Eat healthier. Exercise on a schedule. Don't brag. Less rude jokes. Listen to others. Drink less. Focus on spending time with my family and find another source of income. I wrote down those goals, and I started figuring out how I was going to accomplish them. And the first one is eat healthier and, and get on a schedule is when I thought to call you. You know, I knew, knew what you were doing. And so I remember us talking on the phone in June, and um, you got me started and told me about uh, Body Beast coming out and how you can do the lean version. So I plugged into your challenge group, um, and that was the answer completely for me. I mean, I did P90X, like I said before, you had even done it. Um, and I did it religiously for seven weeks. If I fell asleep with my daughter at night, I would wake up at 12.30 realizing I'd get my workout, and I'd run downstairs. My wife thought I was crazy. I'd work out at 12.30 at night until we went out of town to Florida for 12 days, and I didn't take it with me. I fell off the schedule, so I never completed it. Well, when you told me about a challenge group, it excited me, thinking I'm going to be accountable, you know, I'm going to finish it this time. Um, and that was it, man. That was, it made all the difference in the world. I lost 26 pounds. I was putting on muscle. And I was excited. I did the full 90 days, and I wanted something more, you know. Um, and people were asking me about, you know, what, 26 pounds isn't a crazy change like some people get. Um, you know, somebody lose 100 pounds, they have a lot more people, you know, asking what they were doing. But it was enough. People were noticing, and I was excited about it. So. So when you decided at that point, that you were going to get in shape, you were going to go through your list, and you were going to make these things happen. Was it at that time you said, you know what, I might as well see what this coaching things bring me and try to do it at the same time, or was it another month or two later that you decided to get serious about that? What made you decide to finally take the fitness part and also combine it with building your business? Right. Um, well, that's basically when it, during the body beast and near the end of it when I was losing the weight and getting in shape is when it got in my heart. That's when I realized I found the answer, something I've been struggling with my whole life with the fitness. Um, and I had people asking me, you know, and then you were helping me with coaching. I mean, it just organically kind of happened to where, 
you know, this is something I can do, you know. Like, I've seen you succeed. I've seen you were making a lot of money with this thing and everything else, but that still wasn't enough for me to ever want to engage. It wasn't until Beachbody got in my heart through your challenge group that, you know, I, I started getting a passion for it. And I wanted to um, not only, you know, selfishly stay accountable myself by becoming a coach, you know, like I've had a quote up for years and my desk says, you cannot teach what you do not know, nor can you lead where you do not go. So I knew if I became a coach, and I'm going to teach other people to be a coach, then I'm going to um, naturally stay in shape myself um, while I'm getting to pay it forward, you know. I, I, I'm assistant teacher for jiu-jitsu, and I knew through that too, when I do get to teach in class, I learn so much more than on days where I'm just learning. So I figured that could help me out a lot too. So, yeah, from that challenge group, that was, that was it for me. That's why I think challenge groups are so important because that's definitely what brought me into it, you know. I mean, it just gave me a platform to win. So there's three vital behaviors, and you basically got involved by basically being a product of the product. And I've preached this and I've mentioned to this to so many of my coaches and on these calls, Jason and I and Christina have mentioned that, you know, if you, if you want to get somebody excited about P90X, you need to do it yourself. If you want to get somebody excited about Shakeology, you should be consuming it on a daily schedule yourself. And your quote, I think, is perfect. You know, what you just mentioned here about you cannot – say that again, Mike. Uh, you cannot teach what you do not know, nor can you lead where you do not go. That is perfect for being a product of the product. Um, so that is one key point here that Mike is, 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 is putting out there. But the, I think the other thing that's even more important um, is the fact that he, like so many coaches, took advantage of what was out there for us already, and that's these challenge groups. The challenge groups and the ability to work out, get in shape with four or five other people, make it a fun environment, which he went through himself, and then in turn turn around and help and, and put on these groups with his own coaches and help them out is basically where you started to build and, and started to work your work work the coaching, isn't it, Mike? Yeah. Man, I got to give you credit, though. You had a lot of patience with me. I didn't make it easy on you, that's for sure. I remember even telling you when I finally did engage, it's already in my heart, I'm excited about it, but I still didn't want to give 100% or I didn't want you to know I was thinking about 100%. And I remember telling you I won't even go to a meeting or pay for anything until I'm making money. <laughs> Do you remember me telling you that? Yep, yep. And then you told me I'm rolling success clubs, so I did that my first week of engaging, and that kind of shut me up because I made 200 and some bucks my first week. And, so. and here you are going to, to your first summit this coming June. So. Yep. So tell me a little bit, Mike, about um, – what you do right now to attract people into your challenge groups, what it's done for your business, where, what rank you are right now, but more importantly, um, you know, because of the success you've had with it, where, what your goals are going forward here. Um, I'm curious as to what uh, your coach number is, too. 33254. Yeah, that's a pretty early one. That's before my Dragon Center, so that's, that's a great number. Yeah. I'll keep it. Um, Jeff, I, I, I'm sorry, buddy. I lost a lot of what you were saying there. Um, I guess what was the first uh, question you want me to answer? Your current rank, what you plan, you know, for the um, for the next six months, where you want to be and how you plan to get there. Well, my current rank is Diamond. Um, I have an awesome team. Um, it's crazy how my team has come together. Um, I, I believe if you truly believe in something, your heart's in the right place and you're committed to it, God will put the right people in your path. And, I mean, I'm not going the whole story of some of my teammates, but I have an awesome team. It's just crazy how they came to be part of my team. But um, my goal is um, to be five-star by October 30th. Um, so I know it's a big goal, so that's not, what, six months from now. What would that be? Yeah, I have one star by March 31st, two star by 531, three star by June 31st, four star by August 30th, and five star by 1030. 
my real original goal is five star baby at the end of the year, but I'm trying to give myself a little bit of cushion. Now I want to stop there for one second. What Mike just did, gang, was he repeated some goals he had for himself. He set himself, and I don't know if he's using the leader's roadmap or if he's got his own worksheet. It doesn't really matter, but he's got what we call focus goals. He's got a why. He's got where he wants to be mapped out for the next year. And I've said it over and over to my own personally sponsored coaches. I know Jason does it with his and Christina does it with hers. You have to have a plan. You have to have something in your sights and something to shoot for to see your business grow. If you're waking up every morning without any type of um, focused or plan, then you kind of just flail out there and you don't see a lot of progress. And for the most part, that was Mike's first few years. He didn't necessarily have a passion for it. He didn't have these goals. But once he finally set them for himself, the guy's one of the fastest-moving coaches on my team right now. So um, I've known Mike for a long time, and I knew that once he finally got this stuff written down, he was going to be unstoppable, and he's bringing in some great coaches into the organization. So um, that's, that's good. Pac, you got any questions? Yeah, and just uh, like I know, it sounds like you went through Body Beast, and um, you know, just did did one of Jeff's groups. I guess I'm curious to how many people was in that Body Beast group that you participated in, and then um, how many um, challenge groups are you running, and which products do you recommend to folks? The one that I was in was in the Beast Lair, and it was um, it's a large Body Beast group. I'm not sure the exact number you have in there, Jeff, but there was quite a few people. I learned a lot from that group, a lot of motivation, and have some, some friends that are coaches in your organization in there now. But um, I think that's a living body beast group still, isn't it? It is, and there's about, a, there's about 75 people in there. Yeah. Um, I actually have um, a living group I'm doing myself. Um, I haven't really mastered the whole um, challenge group thing. I'm really going to be shooting. i got four weeks left to <coughs> body beast. I did the lean version the first time I'm doing it. I did insanity in between. But um, I have four weeks left of bulk. Um, and then I'm going to try to do like a small challenge group, uh, like a five to ten, how they're originally supposed to be, I guess, because I've never really done one of those. I want to do one of those for combat. Right now, I mean, I just have, like I said, a living group, and it goes anywhere from people, ten people actively engaged. We've had as much as uh, a little over 20 in that group, and I weed people out when they're not participating in stuff. Um, but like I said, I'm just learning, man. I mean, I'm not doing anything perfect. I'm making a lot of mistakes, but I'm engaged, you know. I mean, I'm just committed to it and learning as I go. Heard once, heard once that good sailors are not made on calm seas. You just got to get out there on the ways and do it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, very true. So just to be clear, though, it's like, your living group um, allows anybody to be doing any any uh, program, is that right? Yep, yeah, we have, it's a mutt group full of everything in there. And some of my coaches have broken off and started their own. Um, I know Brian Davis is very successful with that. He has a great challenge group going that there's a lot of excitement in there on a, a smaller group. So like I said, I'm excited to get out and learn it. And I learn a lot from them, from them doing it. I just actually haven't been able to do it myself yet. But we do... One thing is um, that I hear Jeff or Jeff told me that I didn't do right at the beginning was um, everybody in my challenge group must be doing a beach body program and must be drinking Shakeology. That's the requirements and post in the group. If I see they're not posting, I'll send them a private message after a few weeks, um, just because it's only fair. New people in there, they they see 15 people in the group, but only five of them are posting. They might not want to put themselves out there like that. So. Um, but at the beginning, I was, you know, picking up people off Instagram that already bought Insanity, didn't buy nothing from me, um, didn't buy Shakeology, even, I mean, at all, weren't even drinking it. I didn't, I don't care if they buy it from me or they're drinking, that's fine too. I would let them in my group, but I was letting people that weren't drinking it at all. And every single one of those people, um, were not engaged, they were not committed to the group enough, and every one of them quit. So I learned the hard way, the requirements, the requirements now to, you know, I set the bar with everybody. And I've turned away some really good friends that, you know, I felt bad. I've actually let um, a couple wives in my group and wouldn't let their husbands in. I used to hang out with their husbands. I mean, we still hang out, you know, but sorry, you can't be in my challenge group. You're not on Shakeology. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, a little discipline just, uh, teaches people the value of the group, and anything you value, you're going to respect more and participate better in. So that makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, just to show, like, if, like if you're a coach out there hovering around Emerald or on your way to Emerald, you know, uh, Mike here didn't even choose, like, one particular program. I mean, he did for himself, but he's just supporting other people um, with whichever programs they want. And through doing that, you know, you found your eight coaches and two emeralds, which is enough to go diamond. So that's great, and I think encouraging for anybody. Um, the other question I had was, uh, it says you said you've got a real good team going, and it sounds like you're real proud of the team that you're creating. Um, where did most of these people come from? Did you say uh, people, on in- people on Instagram, or were they guys that you worked with, or just to let other people know, like, what your warm market was sure yeah my um well my first coach i ever signed up um as soon as i i, I decided this is something i want to do um i got excited beach by started getting my heart like i was saying at least at least um i started inviting adding friends on facebook like crazy of just people i know you know if, if i recognize them from high school for instance the first guy I signed up sean he was uh a guy that was, you know, three years older than me in high school, barely knew him. You know, he's a big football player jock, you know, but I knew who he was. So I sent him a friend request. He accepted it. We never talked, but I posted about one of my workouts one day, and he just commented, hey, does this stuff really work? I'm looking to lose weight. And from there, um, he went over and met with uh, Jeff and um, actually another, my second coach that I signed up, Julie. Uh, she's in jiu-jitsu with me. Uh, she went over that night as well. Um, and they were my first two coaches that signed up that week. Um, and so, you know, one I knew on Facebook, like I said, old person from high school, and the other one somebody that, you know, I see on a weekly basis in jiu-jitsu. Um, I won't go through all of them, but obviously uh, some, one of the big ones was um, uh, my buddy Brian Davis. I mean, this was just absolutely crazy how um, this happened. I mean, God totally put him in you know, our past together. I was selling my iPhone. Uh, and uh, on Craigslist, and he had called me, and it said it comes with a couple cases, and he asked me what case it comes with, and one of the cases was a P90X phone case, and it was a case I bought off Beachbody's website for 6 bucks. And he's like, you do P90X? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm a fitness coach for Beachbody. He's like, no kidding. He said, I'm looking for a coach. You know, he, he was uh, at his doctor's office, I think he was at 260 pounds, and his doctor said he was ready to have a heart attack on, on his table. And so he borrowed P90X from a buddy. It changed his life, lost 80 pounds, and he had done X a few times and X2, and he was becoming passionate about Beachbody. It totally changed his life, and he was actively looking for a coach. So, I mean, you can't tell me that's not God's intervention right there, you know. But the key there was, too, is, I mean, I was always, um, I'm always, you know, trying to, well, I guess not this one. My next story was uh, another one of my buddies I met on um, uh, a video PlayStation. PlayStation. I'm not a big-time gamer. I might get on with some friends I work with here and there for, like, a couple hours every week or a couple weeks or something. And um, a guy I met online uh, gaming, he like a really cool guy, Matt. You know, I'd, I happened to say something about it. You know, I'm always passionate about the business, and, you know, he's huge into fitness and nutrition. I mean, he is probably is. The only person I can compare it to would probably be Tony Horton of how, um, I don't want to use the word anal because it's such a good thing, but, like, he reads every label of anything he ever puts in his mouth. He's extremely disciplined, you know. And so, I mean, that's a guy I met off playing video games, and, you know, we're great friends now, you know. I mean, basically what I'm saying is always be open. You never know when God's going to put somebody in your path that, you know, might want this, need this, you know, and that – could be an awesome coach with you. So, Mike. Very good, yeah. Very good. I think the encouraging thing there is, you know, what he said was he's just reaching out to old people that he went to high school with, and, and we all went to high school, so everybody has those. And, uh, you know, common interests. He mentioned the martial arts and the video games, and just from doing that, just doing from doing the stuff that he already does, when you let yourself be known that you're a coach, you know, either by a phone case or – you know, by results that they see in them, then uh, it goes back to the old wordage is like when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And that sounds like what it was for your friend that went to the doctor. And 
uh, for this guy in video games too. You know, they're both excited right. about fitness, and you became obvious to them, and they were ready to to start the uh, journey. So, yeah, great job, and I think that's encouraging for everybody that uh, doesn't know where to find coaches. Just do the stuff that you're doing, and you know, go back to old high school friends and stuff, and, and that should be enough to get you going. Never did he mention that he had to steal some clients from somebody else, or it was all about Facebook. You know, he he was just working with people that he knew. Mhm. Yeah, and there's some other my you know friends, coworkers. I mean, people from the past also. Um, but I mean, it's I, if I leave my house, I have on P90X hat, insanity, a jacket, something. I'm always branding myself no matter where I go. And I I don't know. I think it's important. Something Jeff taught me. You never know who you're going to run into. You know, I met a, I have some customers that I think someday might be really good coaches. This guy's a trains basketball for some college and, and high school elite and some NBA players all across the nation. And I was in a gun store holding an AR-15, and this guy and his wife are standing behind me, and they're like, you really think you should be holding on to that gun with the words insanity on you? <laughs> and um, so, you know, I started a conversation with them, and they're, you know, a great couple, and and we became really good friends, and who knows where that's going to go, but it would have never happened if I wasn't branded there, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's another great point, and, uh, yeah, it makes me smile when I see people going out wearing uh, wear and share. So that's awesome. Good job, Jeff. Yeah, good job, Jason. Jason's the one that taught me, Mike. <laughs> right on. So, Mike, if you had a piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice, for some of the coaches on the call who may be stuck with what to do next or, or looking for, um, you know, how how to get where you're at, basically. Because when you really look at your journey here, you really started working your business actively around the August time frame. And, and four or five months later, you got yourself a budding business, you're, you're diamond on the verge of one step. What tips would you give somebody on the call? Um, number one, definitely would be figure out why you're doing this. Um, that's by far, in my opinion, the most important part of your journey. If you don't have a solid reason why that, I mean, you can taste it, touch it, feel it, or bring you to tears, you know, that's what you need to drive you. You know, like sit down and focus on what are you doing this for. Um, you know, some people it might be to buy a new car. Great. If that's what it is, go test drive that car. Smell the leather. You know, feel it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if yep. it's buy a house, go tour houses. You know, go look at them. Take pictures of them. You know, picture living there. If it's, you know, um, for me, you know, there's many reasons why. You know, I mean, I'm very passionate about the business. You know, I'm passionate about it. You know, like I said before, getting me in shape and I can share that and and pay it for, and I love that. But, I mean, that's not my biggest why. That's not going to keep me in when things get really thick and, you know, somebody quits on us or, you know, it gets really tough. I mean, my biggest why is my six-year-old daughter that got me sick. <laughs> you know, man, she's, you know, the, I know that through this, you know, I can, it, it's an opportunity to where I can have the life, a real life with her, I guess. I mean, you think about how much time we waste at a job. You know, for me, I'm pushing the keyboard 40 hours a week. I mean, that's 40 hours I'm giving up that I can't be hanging out with my little girl. She's six and a half years old. She's about to be seven this summer. You know, I got maybe five years left, and I'm not cool to her anymore. You know, she's not going to want to hang out with Dad. And I don't want to be that dad that's too busy making a living to make a life. You know, I want to be that homeroom dad. I want to be the one that, you know, picks her up for lunch or something like that, maybe after school. Mom can take her to school. I don't want to get up that early. But, you know, I'm going to be the one that can always be there for her, do every field trip they have. I want to be there. You know what I mean? Instead of being away at work and getting a call about it or, you know, hearing about it later or something. I mean, that's my reason why. It's passion. And, it, you know, I want that so bad. I want to be able to see my daughter truly grow up, not only see her for – I mean, I'm lucky if I see her about maybe five, six hours Monday through Friday. You know, Tuesday nights, I don't see her at all. I don't see my family at all. They're in bed by the time I get home. A lot of the other nights, it's maybe an hour before they go to bed. I don't like that. I mean, the life is just flying right by, and they're going to be out of the house and gone. So, I mean, I don't want to go off of my wife forever, but, I mean, your why has to be something that's worth fighting for. 
that you, you it doesn't matter, you'll do anything to get it, you know. And so sit down and figure out whatever that why is for you. I mean, you know, make it good, make it deep, and just believe you can have it, you know. You just figure out your why. Next thing would be to commit to it. You know, give it everything you have. Make commitment to your, you know, if you have kids and you're wise, your kids, make a commitment to your kids. Make a commitment to your wife and to your team. Um, and just do it, you know. Finish. There's, you know, we, we you, got, you got to be a finisher in a society of starters, you know. Just know you're going to do it and finish the dang thing, you know. I don't know. Does that make any sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, what you've described is having, um, and I've said it a million times, but I, I'll say it a million and one, you have a why that makes you cry. It's your family, it's your daughter, it's the same exact why that I have. Um, you know, tomorrow my kids don't have any school, and here I am not worried about what we're going to do with them for the day so Dana and I can both go and do our day jobs. It's not a problem. And, you know, what Mike is describing is, the type of lifestyle I've had for the last year, year and a half, and that's being able to attend any of their functions, spend time with them, and actually be a part of their lives while they want, you know, us in their lives. And that's that's powerful. That is very, very powerful. And uh, I'm glad to see your wives around your family, Mike. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, we um, we got about 15 minutes left. Unless, Jason, you got anything else? Yeah, to me, it's like one word would uh, kind of summarize what he said in his fortitude. And if you can meet anybody, um, you know, who speaks the way he does about goals and commitments and, you know, um, some of these material possessions that he was interested in, then uh, you're going to find a successful coach. Anybody that thinks that way is, is going to be successful, and I'm sure that shows up in his job and his relationships and everything else. Uh, one thing he said when he was talking about it, he's like, you know, go test drive a car or go smell the house you want or whatever that was. You know, I kind of laughed at that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that stuff, does that really work? Um, but here I am, I'm driving in a Jeep JK, which was, the like, the very first car I test drove, like, four years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I'm doing really well at this. I could afford a lot nicer car, but this is the car I wanted. It's the car I test drove, and now I'm driving it. And really similar to the, my apartment, too, out here in L.A., um, um, I was in L.A. at one point, and uh, one of the apartments I looked at was the apartment that I'm currently in. And I remember the um, landlord lady, she's like, can you really afford that, the apartment with the ocean views? And I'm like, well, you know, how much more she said? She said, and I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I should just look at the other ones. So right there I was, like, letting go of some of those dreams and goals I had. And then when I decided to come back out to L.A., I had visions of living in this apartment, and sure enough, I got here and it was available, and she asked me the same question again. She's like, can you really afford the Ocean View apartment? And I'm like, you know, I make more in half a week than the whole month's rent for that thing. So, yeah, I can, and I think it just goes to show the power of envisioning and setting goals and um, dream board. One of the things I think is funny on my dream board at, or vision board at home is like somebody sent me a million-dollar bill, you know, kind of as a joke, but to symbolize, um, you know, success. And so I put that up on my vision board, and I didn't even know what that meant. But, you know, Larry came one of the, the million-dollar earners. I looked at the board, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's what that million-dollar bill means. So, yeah, just I can't say enough about his attitude and the ideas that he's saying. You know, look at your goals, smell the car that you want to drive, and, you know, pick out the houses that you want. And when success comes, like, a lot of times you don't have time to just sit there and pick up the stuff, so it does it, it does really good for us to know what we want before uh, we can actually afford it. And then when you got the money, it's just like go sign on the dotted line. And I'm really happy that both of you guys have family goals to be home more, and I think Jeff is on the verge of being home all day, every day, um, with whatever income he wants. And uh, the... I have more liberty in my life and freedom than anybody I know. And uh, that's a pretty bold statement because I hang out with some pretty powerful, influential, um, wealthy people. But, uh, like, I really believe in learning new skills. You know, life is a, is, a, is a classroom. And whenever you stop learning new skills, you know, part of you dies. So most recently I've been picking up the guitar. It's just a bass guitar, so it's a little bit easier than the um, a regular guitar, 
But when I start learning that, you know, there's different things that make your heart tick. And, like, I was running today, and I couldn't get one of these doors beats out of my head because now I can play that on the bass. And so I think it's just neat. And the fact is uh, today I was really interested in guitar, so I spent an hour or two during normal work hours down at the guitar center picking out the guitars I want, you know, and price was no object. So, um, so much to be said for having that liberty where you don't have to spend 40 hours a day building somebody else's fortune. And I can't speak enough for how great that feels. And you're all on the way. Definitely. And Mike, you're on your way too. Um, what I thought we would do, gang, is open it up for any questions. There's still about 37 people on the line, and I wanted to see if there's any questions out there. I'm seeing a lot of comments on the, the page. Thanking you, Mike. You're going to have to check it out later. There's quite a few comments in there. Um, a lot of people are relating to your story. So what I thought I would do is unmute the lines and see if there's anybody that had any questions about, you know, Mike and his journey and what, what it finally took him to, to, to build this and how you guys can do the same thing. So I'm going to unmute the lines, and here we go. Everybody's unmuted. Is there any questions you guys have for, for Mike or myself or Jason or Christina? <laughs> Comments, questions, anything at all? Mike, you've silenced everybody. Hey, Mike? Yeah. Hey, this is Bill Gethier calling. Um, I was just curious, what, what's your best strategy for um, getting challenge group uh, members hooked? What's that? I'm sorry. Was the best um, strategy for getting challenge group members? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? People. <laughs> I mean, that's one I struggle with all the time, too, but um, the, the harder I work, the luckier I get, I guess. I mean, you just... You want to find five people, you got to ask a whole bunch of people. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm still learning it, but that would probably be the best strategy I would. I learned something a long time ago. It's called Be, Do, Have. Uh, if you want to be somebody, uh, like say, you know, where Jeff's at, then do what he's doing. You're going to have what, he'll ha what he has. And I, I just know from talking to him, he's always engaging, always inviting people wherever he goes. So I just try to emulate that. Who asked that question? Who is that? That's Bill Gathier. Hey, Bill. Um, How you doing, Jeff? I don't know if you heard me mention this before. I mean, I'll tell you one of the places that I continue to find uh, challenge group members or even coaches, it goes to a, a number of categories, Bill. And that's um, other other things that's interesting to Bill. You know, there's more to Bill than just being a Beachbody coach. And an example for me is, you know, uh, my passion for Disney. I'll use that one example. Um, I'm a member of a lot of different groups on Facebook. I'm a member of a lot of different uh, Disney fan clubs on the Internet. And I meet a lot of people through that and with no other intent of just discussing that very passionate topic. It's, it's you know, I, I kind of get teased a lot about being a Disney nerd, but I've learned so much from these groups. And eventually that always leads to somebody adding me on Facebook and us communicating more. And what that does is it puts me in their news feed. They start to see my posts about each body, about health and fitness, about my challenge groups. I'm consistently getting questions from people that I meet every single day through other passions that I have in life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep, yep. I'm learning a lot from you guys. I appreciate it all. Yeah, I mean, if you're into one thing, um, it is all it takes. There's groups out there. We live in a, in a, in a society now where, um, although there may not be as much privacy we would like, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people that uh, you wouldn't normally have met 15 years ago. You can do it very easily through social media, through cyberspace, and that's how I'm finding most of my people. Awesome. Any other questions out there for Mike, myself, Jason, Christina? Okay, guys, we'll give you guys about um, 10 minutes back. I know we'll, we'll uh, um, I, I'll ask because I didn't mention it earlier. I had muted everybody. Was there any other teams out there um, that had any rank advancements that would like to be noticed right now? Maybe I did have them unmuted and I asked, and I'm just forgetting about it. Okay, uh, Jason, Christina, any final words? 
we might have lost Christina. No, I'm still okay. here. I'm just being quiet. I actually have one thing that I want to share about the challenge group thing. Um, I don't want to keep everybody too long, so I'll keep it quick and short. But one thing that I've noticed that I've been able to do is step up my niche market a little bit. We all have a niche market. People similar to what Jeffrey's saying about like hobbies and such, but. Um, for me, my niche market is more stay-at-home moms or even work-at-home moms. Um, and these women don't want to necessarily have their public, uh, their their fitness in a co-ed environment. So I've actually started creating women-only groups, and they have been extremely successful so far. So just kind of dial in your niche market and see if you can – uh, work with people in a tighter environment that way and create something unique to you. It's, it's, not, it's not that you want to – I'm finding that it's not so much that you want to create something unique to Body Beast as, as we have talked about here tonight is a lot of these multiple program challenge groups work really well. It's what is making your challenge group – special that's going to attract people to want to be involved besides the program itself. So just just some thoughts there. The the women's only thing really, really has taken off for me, and, and I think it's it's probably going to be something that I continue to do. Awesome. Awesome. But you're but 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 don't 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 try to hide it, Christina. You're a Disney nerd too. I am a Disney nerd. I you know we could do like a Disney fit something and wrap it up with like a Disney run or something. I don't know. That'd be super cool though. Yeah, it definitely would. Jason, any final words, buddy? Okay, no, Jason might have went still, in. To I'm still, can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. You're back. Okay. No, I'm just so impressed the way you hear him speak. You know, a lot of people are bringing up challenges and he came back with resilience and when you have that resilient attitude and you're focused on success, like you don't spend your time, a lot of your time wasted on failure and it's showing up in your business, like we said, is uh, success at work and is family relationships. So when you, when you hear people speaking like that and they, wanna, they want more fitness, man, invite those people in because success follows um, that kind of perseverance. And success leaves traces, you know, it leaves footprints too. So, actually, um, I'm sorry. I have a question. Yep, go ahead. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm actually uh, Mike's video game buddy. But um, my question to you is uh, to you, Jeff. I was going to ask you for some advice. I just started out being a coach, and um, I'm having a hard like trouble uh, trying to get people motivated. I mean, they're interested when they see the product, the psychology that I have at work. But then it's like you know they don't they don't want to drink it. They, you know, they don't want to exercise. But it's like they give me a little bit of attention about it, but then they just lose interest right away. I was wondering what advice could you give me to help, you know, motivate these people and kind of educate them more about it? Well, Matt, I would tell you, first and foremost, what I've learned in four years of this business, and I bet Christina and Jason will agree with me and love to hear their, their thoughts on it as well. What I've learned first and foremost is when it comes to health and fitness, when it comes to what we're doing, um, we cannot necessarily force people to make that decision to finally work out. What I've learned the hard way is that people over the course of time, whether it's a week of giving you the the runaround or whether it's a year of giving you the runaround, they always do come around, though. Uh, knowing this business, Matt, normally means, and I say normally because it's not in every case, but with most people it means not right now. It's not like you're putting in front of them – um, a, a purse party or candlelight or something like that, that, you know, they're, they're, no definitely would mean they don't want that stuff. Health and fitness, everybody wants to be health and fitness, but a lot of people aren't willing to give up the lifestyle that they have right now of maybe eating terrible or not going to the gym and making the time to do that. They're not necessarily willing to make that change quite yet. Even though you might inspire them, they haven't. Uh, there's, a, there's a saying out there that goes, you know, until the pain of of um, change is not as prevalent or, not, or less than the pain of staying the same, people will remain right where they're at, and it's very true. But what I have found, and Mike's a great example of this, you know, he was somebody who had become a coach of mine but had done nothing with it, 
and it took some time for him to finally make that decision, but he made it, and he's flying right now. And you've got a great coach there. But when it comes to the people at work, when it comes to the surrounding members, just continue to be an inspiration to them. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to live that lifestyle, and you will rub off on one of them. And when one of them rubs off, the rest of them will. It just happens. But in the meantime, go out there and find new people. You know, don't, don't continue to go down the same road with the same people at work all the time because then it does sometimes become uncomfortable. Just say, I respect that. I'm here when you're ready, and we'll go from there. But in the meantime, go out there and find new people in, in, in social media. New coaches, brand-new coaches are, I think, the, the best, in the best position to go out there and, and add a lot of new people to your social networking, you know, to Facebook, to your, to your um, hot sheet of contacts. You guys have the ability to go out there and contact a lot of people because they don't necessarily – know you in the in the in the light of being a coach for a long period of time so there's an opportunity for you out there man to go out and find new people and once you start to help them through social media through facebook through other medias and you're consistently your friends at work who are the ones that are turning you away see that because i'm sure you're friends with them on facebook as well they see that they will come around so that's just the, the view that I've always had on it. I hear no a heck of a lot more than I hear yes, and I know Christina and Jason does too. Just because we're successful in what we've done as a coach doesn't mean we don't hear no anymore. We still hear it a lot, but we just have learned that it means not right now. We move on. Christina, Jason, any different thoughts on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Go ahead, Christina. Um, no, I would absolutely agree with what you said, and just to – keep talking to more and more people it's um and and to move on for the time being i I would echo your words exactly jeffrey cool jason yeah pretty much what i was going to say too a lot of times we get focused on people that we would know know would be great for this and matt it sounds like you were one of um, mike's guys that he knew would be great and fortunately you came along you know jeff was one of the guys that i i thought and knew would be great and it took him a while to get involved in it but once he did he uh, got it going but we can't decide who wants it and who doesn't want it so like Jeff said mention it to them and then leave it be and the trick is then to talk to more people uh, one of the things I want to get going in the future is some some phone call scripts you know and a lot of that's using Danny Johnson stuff and she's a great mechanism for uh, phone calls but really it applies to every aspect of life and it's, it's called form F-O-R-M which is the acronym and that stands for family, occupation, recreation, and then message. And, and really what you're doing is you're creating um, a structure in which to talk to new people. So you can ask them about their family and about their job and about what they do for fun. And then and only then do you bring in the message. And the way that you can bring in the message is when they say that, well, I wish I had more time to spend with my family or, you know, I wish I had more money to go golfing because that's really my passion. Then you can say, well, you know, we have a company that's hiring, and I'm not sure if you have the right skills and assets, but if uh, let me go back and look. We'll exchange information, and if there's a fit, um, that would be awesome. And if not, well, it's just an opportunity for you to have more leisure time so you can do this golf and spend with your family. So by asking those questions, family occupation, you can find out what their why is, even if they don't know what their why is. And, you know, somebody like Jeff or Mike would say, more time with their family, but, uh, you know, somebody like me might say more more income to do some of the things I want to do. So by asking those questions, you can really find out what their true need is, and once they tie the need to the, to the fitness or the business, that's when you can have more success with people. So just another idea. Yes, sir. Thank you. Matt, I hope that helps out, buddy. Hey, Jeff, this is Dan Lewis. Dan. I've got a quick Hey, how's it going, man? I got a quick question for Mike on the um, on the challenge group that you originally created and you just accepted everybody in there. I did the same thing, and I've got about 81 or 82 people in there, and not very many are active. Um, most Now, what I found is the same thing as you did, is the people who did the program and, and, uh, and focused on what they were supposed to and met up to the commitments and we're taking psychology they're successful i've got a whole bunch of people in there who are not how did you transition into the way you're doing from from the way you started 
Um, I actually just talked to Jeff about it, and um, he told me that what he does is uh, he'll private message people if he knows they've been inactive for, you know, two or three weeks or something. He doesn't do it publicly in the group and embarrass anybody. He'll just send a message saying, hey, you know, I don't know if there's problems going on at home, um, if there's something I can help you out with, um, but he'll just kind of explain, see where they're at basically, and then, you know, let them know that, uh, you know, you might not be um, ready for the challenge group right now, but um, if you ever decide to engage again, let me know. I'd love to get you back in it, something like that. Word it in your own words, but just gently let them know, you know, you're not actually engaging in the group, so i got to take you out. Did that, did that answer your question? Or? Yeah, that's great. And, and that that's, I think, exactly what I'm looking for, because um, to, to make it, to make an open announcement versus one-on-one, I think, was really the kind of angle that I was looking for. Yeah, at first I kind of, um, when I first started my challenge group, I was a little too brash, I think, and um, my buddy Brian kind of said something to me. He's like, dude, you know, like, I think you're going to piss some people off, you know. So I kind of realized, yeah, you know, be a little bit, you know, behind the scenes and nicer and took some advice from Brian and Jeff on that. And it's worked out great. And um, what's happened is actually I have um, one of my um, my cousin, Jessica, who was in the challenge group for a while and just dabbled. She'd post and she wouldn't post two weeks. And then she'd post because I'd send her a message and so I'd let her stay in. And I finally ended up kicking her out because she wasn't posting enough. And now she wants to actually engage as a coach and wants back in the challenge group, and she's committing to actually work in the challenge group and the business now. So by holding the bar on her, it um, she's you know begging me to get back in the group, and now wants to start coaching. And that's the MJ Durkin method. You know, it's not exactly the thing, but MJ Durkin basically talks about when you have somebody on your hot list, and you can kind of use the reference here, your challenge group and you're consistently messaging them or you're consistently trying to engage with them and you don't get a reply, you don't get a response, his, his reply is, you know, you send them one final message, whether you do it with a voicemail, you do it with a, a private message in Facebook and challenge group, it's all parallel here. You basically say, you know, um, I've been trying to get a hold of you. It's, I've been unsuccessful. My time is valuable too for the time being. And you would say I have to remove you from the challenge group or if it's a contact, I've got to take you off my list here for, you know, possibly talking about coaching, whatever the topic is, and you send them that message, you know, whatever wording that you want. And it's just, it's a, it's a fact that more times than not, that person will get back with you at that point because they're like, oh, man, I want them to take me off the contact list, or I don't want them to remove me from the Facebook group. I didn't think it would come to this, and they contact you back, contact you back and they get engaged. So that's what MJ Durkin had taught us with some beach body training not so long ago. It's it really works and this is what you just described, Mike. Yeah, it seemed to help out a lot. And I think it's important for the like I was saying before, the new people that might come in because some people are gonna be a lot more shy, especially if they don't know anybody else in the group. And that could be the difference from them ever even engaging the first time. Um I also try to encourage people as much as I can to comment and like other people's comments in there. Um, and I try to explain it at the beginning when I get people started in the group to engage as much as you possibly can in the group because that's really what's going to cement them in the group anyways. I know it's that for Body Beast for me, if I wasn't not only commenting on the Body Beast group but actually um, you know, liking other people's and commenting on theirs and, and making sure I'm known in there, they're not going to notice if I don't post. And that for me was the biggest um, motivator that kept me on days when I didn't want to work out. And there was a time, I, I think the latest I worked out for Bybees was, you know, five minutes to midnight. I went down and worked out, and I work in the morning. And, you know, at that point in my life, I wasn't committed to a workout necessarily. You know what I'm saying? But I was cemented in that challenge group, and the challenge group held me accountable. Whereas if I came in that group, I wasn't posting as much. Maybe I was scared because there was 100 people in there and only 10 people were posting. You know, I may have never, you know, posted or... If other people weren't liking or commenting on my stuff, I may never post the second time. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but I'd always encourage people to engage as much as you can. We're going to go with the rhythm of the of the group. So. Yeah. And we yeah. as coaches set that tone. Yeah. We as coaches set yeah, that tone. I, I like that question. I like the response. I know that Jeff posts, um, he does a fixed post at the top of one of his groups that says, you know, if you're not posting daily on here, then you're in danger of, uh, you know, falling out of the group. And so maybe you do a public message and a private message. But the other thing I want to bring up 
because it's just it's great. You know, Dan came on the call tonight to listen to you know Mike's success story, and then he found this little tidbit of information that's going to give him more success in challenge groups. And and that's why it's important that we always chime in, even if and, and attend the calls, even if it's something that a topic we don't think necessarily applies to us. You get one little gem like that, and, and that can, uh, you know, make your success club this month or turn around your business. So great question, great answer. Thanks, guys. Sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. And that's totally true what Jason's saying is, you know, every every call, you never know, might just be that one little piece of information that, that moves your business forward. And every single time I engage, I always get something. I always get more out of it than I put into it. Yep. And these calls are recorded. You know, we have a lot of these calls. If you guys miss them or if you have something going on, you know, we got teamleadershipcalls.com. And, Jason, i got to get with you. we got to update them. We haven't had um, the last few calls put up there. But I'll get with Jason, get him the information, and we'll get those calls put up here um, this week. That sound good, Jason? Can do, yeah. Yep. I'll send you all the new information to log in and grab all these calls, and we'll get them up there as quickly as possible. So any other questions, gang? Okay, man, I want to thank everybody for joining us on Valentine's night. Go, uh, if you're on the West Coast, your evening's just starting. Go have a, a blast and, and, and celebrate with your sweetie or go find one. And if you're on the East Coast, uh, go find your sweetie or, and that and finish out the night well. So everybody have a good night. Thank you, sir. Good night, everyone. Take care. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, bud. Take care.